0: Welcome. It's SP Pod. Prepare yourself mentally for Stu Finer, who's joining us later. Now I say that, Steve, like like the people could prepare themselves mentally. They can't. It, no, they 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 cannot just just sit back and uh, ride the and lightning. Yeah, ride, yeah, ride the lightning. There
1: you go.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and I don't mean the Tampa Bay Lightning, who who <laughs> the Islanders could face. Island, uh, the Lightning are a wagon again. They move on in the playoffs. The playoffs continue. We could go in a lot of different directions with different series. Like the the Avalanche Nights series is Banana Land. Huge comeback for Vegas on Tuesday night, which was on while we were on the air. How's that building gonna be tomorrow night? All right, let me ask you this. You're You're great at this, this or that. <laughs> Better atmosphere, Vegas for the possible closeout game or the Coliseum on the Island Wednesday, Oof. Wednesday night in a possible closeout game. What's the better atmosphere? That's tough. That's really tough because actually, first of all, I've never
1: been to either. Uh, one has history. One's new. One has and, Vegas. And exactly. You can play. That's what I was just going to say. One is end. Vegas. The, one end. is
0: Vegas and the others uh, on Long Island and yeah. God bless Long Island. I mean, I went to Maryland. I got a lot of Long Island people in my life. Okay. But, uh, Let's, let's be honest about what we're talking yeah. about here. One's in Vegas. The other isn't. But Good point. Uh, th- so incredible, incredible atmospheres, incredible tension and drama and all the rest of this. Some NBA playoff stuff we can get to. I actually want to start with a story that I don't think is as getting as much run as it honestly ought to. There's an SI.com story last week. I want to say it was Epstein and Pruitt. That, that mm-hmm. it, was their, it was their story together. And it's just about quote the sticky stuff. It's the spider tag stuff that they're using in baseball. And Garrett Cole was asked point blank, like, "Have you ever used it?"
2: Um, I don't. I don't know. I I I don't know if uh, I don't know quite. I don't quite know how to answer that. To be honest, Um, I mean there are customs and practices that have been passed down from older players to younger players from the last generation of players to this generation of players. And, um, you know, I, I think, uh, I think there are some things that are certainly out of bounds in that regard. And, and, uh, I've stood pretty, stood pretty firm in in terms of that, uh, in terms of the communication between our peers and whatnot. um, you know, and, and I again, like I mentioned earlier, there's, you know, this is important to a lot of people that love the game. And this is including, including the players in this room, including fans, including, you know, teams. And so if MLB wants to, you know, legislate some more stuff, that's a conversation that we can have um, because ultimately we should all be pulling in the same direction.
0: Like <laughs> if I ask you a yes, no question and that's your answer, it's like the uh... – so what's that? What's that true romance? So we got here is a game of show and tell. You don't want to show me anything, but you're telling me everything, right? That's <laughs> I mean, come on. And here, but here's the thing. I'm not down on Garrett Cole. Okay. I'm not. Because apparently everybody in baseball is doing this. Mm-hmm. And it and what it does, and this gets super scientific, and I don't want to bore people with it, but it's about spin rate and it's about how it the science of pitching, the understanding of things now is such that if you've got more grip. That equals more spin. More spin makes it tougher to decipher fastball, curveball. It makes the ball stay up, almost like a rising fastball. And we see the numbers historically are horrific. Guys just strike out. Part of that's approach. We understand there's not a whole lot of try to draw a base, steal a bag, butt them over, sack, fly. It's not the game now. I get it. But there's a lot that goes into why averages are down. And this spider tech stuff that apparently everybody in baseball is putting on the ball, is a big part of it. And the 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 quotes from that si.com article are amazing because people in the sport are like, Hey, look, I you know, one reliever talked about how he's, you know, his spin rate's not high enough. He's like, Yeah, because I don't f-ing cheat. <laughs> and and that's really what it boils down to. And I've always contended slash wondered, and I go back to the days on the radio with Racilla we would talk about this. Like, pitchers cheat, no one cares. Gaylord Perry openly cheated threw spitballs, doctored the baseball. Everyone knew it, and he's in the Hall of Fame. Eh, but if you cheat as a as a as a batter, you take something. Uh, you can't ever get in the Hall of Fame. I just find mm-hmm. it odd, and and I would encourage people to just read that story. And I just think baseball has got to put. They've got to police this. They've just got to say if you're if you're putting this stuff on the ball, you're out. Like make it make it that blatant. If you got caught with a cork bat, you'd be ejected. Yep. Period. End of story. Yep. Period. End of story. If you get caught with this gunk in the inside of your glove, you're out. No tolerance. That's what it ought to be. And that's how you get it out of the out of the sport. Um, I I just find I find the lack of the story concerning if you're baseball, because what it says is no one cares. Yeah. I mean, and you talked about it with Jeff Passon the other
1: night, just about the idea of the steroid things, and those guys got blasted in the Hall of Fame, and here are going pitchers just. I always said to so along, why are pitchers getting any mention when all the steroids were going on back you know, in the late 90s, early 2000s? I've always then, said if,
0: if anyone was going to benefit from it the most, it would have been yeah. the guy whose who's arm is put under duress every fourth or fifth day. They would have benefited as much as anyone from things that help you recover faster. But they were never put under that umbrella of suspicion. Because again, pitchers, like, it's really weird. They can kind of cheat, but it's always the batter. And I'm not endorsing the batter. I'm not saying that they should be able to, but they were the only ones that anyone cared about. I
1: saw an interview with uh, Adam Wainwright, too. He, he admitted to using it in the past, and he said it, it just wasn't for him. He didn't like it. He didn't like the way it felt. But he, and he also went on and he's like, all you have to do is look how many times these guys go to their gloves. It's all over the place. Guys have been doing it for a while, and when you think about it, as much baseball as I watch, I always do wonder why the pitchers are always fiddling with their glove And now you see, I mean, they put it everywhere possible just to try and get it. And all you need it is that is on the, you know, the tips of your fingers. So it is, it's obviously a problem. I mean, I've seen, you know, the memes and all that stuff of guys going through uh, people saying pitchers are going to be like guys going through security check at airports before entering a game with their glove and stuff, but it's got to stop. It's hurting the game. And I think the more pitchers that come out and, and talk about it and and mention how they're doing it, it's gonna go away because the guys on the pitchers on the other team are gonna point out to the opponents that they're gonna be that they're doing it. So I don't think you're gonna be able to hide it as much, even though they have for
0: for so long. I don't think they've even hidden it. I think it's been in plain yeah. sight and no one and no one has policed it. But again, check that story out. I mean, it's the language and the anger. In baseball, from executives about it, they're saying this should be the biggest story in sports, and it just hasn't been. And I don't, I don't single out any one player. I, like Garrett Cole's answer, I don't think was any good. But you know, Trevor Bauer has been very vocal about stuff, and his spin rate and a lot of the Dodgers' spin rates are super high. His went down over the weekend in Atlanta, and he tacked that up to it was a humid day. When I mentioned oh. that, pass and laughed out loud. He did. Uh, I guess it's probably going to get humid for a lot of pitchers here. <laughs> um, because because baseball you know if it's cheating it's cheating and it appears that particularly with this spider tech stuff they've found this the absolute holy grail of s- stuff that helps them increase their spin rate and there's so many pitchers now that are so dominant that uh, the game the game truly does suffer so i, I whatever I, if baseball just wants to say this is what we're doing we're going to walk out there's no warning if it's on your glove you're gone that that would be the way you stop it.
1: Yeah, it's just a fine line because you know when you look now that we're getting back in full swing, stadiums are are getting packed again. You know, TV ratings are coming out about games and baseball is stuck. NBA's up, WNBA's up. You know, I'm lot. Well, I mean, the college baseball is a great game. I was locked into that all weekend watching those things. But baseball has to do something because when I say the fine line is. The spin rate's up, and the and the batting averages are down for batters, but the home runs are up. What do fans want to see? And right. it is a tough watch. Night in and night out, Major League Baseball, the way it is right now, is they a batting. really,
0: really tough watch. I mean, you got Don Mattingly saying that. like It's uh, yeah. just hard to watch the product. And this is a guy that was legendary career with the Yankees, and now obviously the manager in, in uh, Miami with the Marlins. And uh, this is a guy in the game saying as much. Not a tough watch. I'm glad you mentioned the regionals. I feel like we said the other – recent pod that it felt like the weekend of the PGA with the garden, when the Knicks were still in it against Atlanta and that first weekend back where it really felt like you noticed the fans. Uh, that's when sports felt back. These regionals, not even the super regionals, not even Omaha. Yeah. I hope if your team wasn't in it, your team, Stanford is, you guys made it. My yeah. Maryland team got down to the bitter end, but couldn't be. Oh, they That was a fun regional. Battles. but. Uh, but the regional in Oxford with Ole Miss, just with the Bellagio fountains out in right field (laughs) of Keystone light, (laughs) the regional in Knoxville, where there was a walk-off grand slam against Wright state, the regional in Fayetteville where Arkansas beat uh, Nebraska, Mm -hmm. the atmospheres in those stadiums were astounding. Mm -hmm. And it's, it felt like it even took another step with my appreciation for and my absolute belief that fans, as much as, the, as much as the players on the field, the fans create the viewing atmosphere. And it makes you realize how we're grateful we had sports with nobody there, but it just it's it shows you not that you needed to be shown. It, it's just a vivid reminder of how flat it was mm-hmm. and just how, frankly, how boring it is without fans. You add that ingredient that we saw in those regionals, it was incredible.
1: Yeah, and one series, uh, you know, uh, regional that kind of was off the radar because of the rain delays and the teams that were playing was Mississippi State. And Mississippi State now, who has probably the, the, the best – Uh, home field speaking of atmospheres yeah of all of them um they get Notre Dame coming in and that's the feature series this week Kyle Peterson our a crew with those guys in the college baseball side they have that series it is going to be insanity now Notre Dame played as well as anybody in the first round they scored over 50 runs hit the ball all over the place pitched really well too which uh was a surprise they haven't hit that well all year But Notre Dame at Mississippi State this weekend is going to be incredible. If you get a chance to watch some of that, it's going to be
0: nuts there. Vivid Seats wants you to get to the games you love this spring. Experience every pitch, assist, and game-winning shot live and in person. And the best part, each transaction is a step towards a free 11th ticket with Vivid Seats rewards. Score unbeatable perks like free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, and annual birthday deals. As the official ticketing partner of ESPN, Vivid Seats is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code SVP. That's code SVP. Visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. Speaking of playoffs, when Windhorse was on with this, the series he said he would basically pay to go to, to cover, Mm -hmm. was Bucks Nets. Not so much two games in the Bucks game two, no Harden after dropping game one, they got trucked. At one point, Steve, they were down forty nine points, mm-hmm. and uh, my whole career, I've tried to be, I've tried to pass on hot take stuff. I mean, it's, but but there are times where your opinion is required, and it's pretty clear that we're at a place here with Giannis where. If they get beat by this super team, which the Nets are, who has a truly dominant scorer in Durant, another in Harden when he's healthy, and Kyrie, who's another champion-level player, um, there's no shame in that. But if Giannis goes out looking like this, then this two-time MVP finds himself in a really odd place where he, he becomes, well, yeah, he's really good on a February night against the Cavaliers. But what is he for seven games in the spring against a team that's their equal? And that's not unreasonable, right? It's Mm -hmm. not unreasonable when if I know what you're going to try to do is just put your head down and get to the rim and I move hell and high water to prevent you from doing that and make you figure out another way to beat me and you don't have one, then you can be great. And this isn't me saying Giannis isn't great. But in this league, for legacy and all the rest, you got to be great now. And they got up 2-0 against Toronto and it fell apart. Then they Mm -hmm. got beat last year in the bubble. And now, you know, they sweep Miami. Um, But if they don't at least put up some fight against the Nets, then Giannis finds himself in a really weird place, which is a decorated player who is... I think marginalized in terms of rep when it matters most. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's not unreasonable if we see something like game two, because you gotta be better than that.
1: Yeah. I mean, and that's, that's where I'm trying to pump the brakes here, but I know everybody wants to bring up the pass, but it was two games on the Nets floor. I wanna see what happens with Milwaukee at that's home. That's fine. You know, fair. like I, totally I, fair. I wanna give that because when I look at him and that team, okay. You talk about the regular season MVPs. You talk about the amount of games that they have won in NBA regular seasons. Okay, but when I go back and I look at what he's done in the playoffs, they've lost to better teams. Like I understand he had great regular seasons, but when you look at the series and you're watching these teams play, the other team is better. And then when I look at that, I look at the you know your favorite word, the narrative of a Luka Doncic, Luka. And I pointed out right at the beginning, that roster's not good. No good. You know, and he's gonna be facing the same deal uh, you know, if, if, if something happens again, if they don't, you know, get some get some better help around him because people want results in the playoffs. And everything in this this sport, everything I don't think there's a sport that magnifies things more than NBA playoffs because it's you know every other night and they're so long in seven game series. So I do want to see what the Bucs come back with. I think maybe they were trying a couple things um, defensively that obviously didn't work in the first two games. So I just want to pump it here and, and say it because I think when you look at it on the other side, I can't say enough about what Steve Nash has done to be able to keep that team going. Every guy, they played a lot, only eight games together, you know, the whole season coming into this. They obviously don't have Harden. Probably play their best game in the playoffs without him in game two. But that thing is scary, man. And when Durant is right, I don't think there's anybody better.
0: No, he, and, and he's, there's a reason that even though I'm terrible making lists, Durant's always at the top of mind. I just, yep. I love, I love everything about how he gets what he wants um, and the ease with which he's able to get what he wants. I don't mean that it's easy. I mean, he makes it look easy. You're right to put, to pump the brakes in the same way that when, I was going all in on the Clippers after losing two games. In mm-hmm. that case, at home to Dallas, yep. I was, I, I, I made sure I didn't write their obit because they you had did. a chance, yep. Which they came back and won four of the next five, uh, which they, excuse me, for the next, yeah, five. Yeah, mm-hmm. they had to win four or five games, yeah, because there was only five left after they lost two, and they did, they did, they won a game seven um, to to get to a, a series with Utah. Uh, and as we speak, there's one game played there. Utah missed 20 straight shots in the first quarter uh, yeah. and the Clippers didn't bury him. And then, and then Donovan Mitchell, who's got a, he's got a playoff gear where he gets better. Uh, you know, he, he's given you results had 45 in game one against the Clippers. Uh, you're right in what you're saying about Giannis. They, they, they Toronto, was Toronto better. Yeah. That's not unreasonable. Um, last year in the bubble. I think the bubble is just, I think we all kind of just shrug and go, who knows what that really was in all honesty. Mm-hmm. Uh, doesn't minimize the Lakers championship, but nope. I just think you don't know how to frame it. Correct. Uh, you didn't have to go into hostile arenas and all the rest of that. So I'm not saying that Giannis is uh, his. He's his. The die is cast on him as a player. I'm saying if they go out and don't look better at some point, now that'll be that'll be three runs like this where you go. Mm-hmm. I know you're really good, particularly in the regular season, and I know that when we get to this point, a truly great player a truly great player is able to help pull us along, right? Mm-hmm. You make a great point about Luca. They're kind of stuck with Porzingis and all the money they're paying him. What is he? Uh, and, and what, who's their next best player? You know, sometimes it feels like Finney Smith, uh, you know, some, t- and, and now I'm talking about Dallas, obviously, but mm-hmm. I mean, do they have a two, do they have a second guy? And in, and in this league, you know, some people have got three, you, you, <laughs> you need to have a second for sure guy. Uh, and, and, you know, Milwaukee's got a, a lot of different options. They just, they were, they had a horrendous game too. Yep. And and we were, when we were looking for zigzag, they were it was favored. i exactly, that was, <laughs> that, that's, that's the best point. Zigzag, you're like, oh God, this is, they're clearly telling us what to do here. Oof. And again, they were down 49 points in the fourth quarter of that game. So, you know, as these ebbs and flows of the playoffs go, uh, you're, you're, you're really smart to point out that we overreact in the moment to these, to these things. And I get it. It's so
1: hard. It's so hard. It's really hard to forget what you just watched. It really is.
0: Yep. And particularly when it was that. Yeah. right. (laughs) And particularly when it is Milwaukee and and it is Giannis and you go, okay, is he just going to wilt? So right now it's, it's hard to imagine. It's not, the Nets moving forward, I think Atlanta and Philly, I, I shrug. I, Atlanta has looked very game. They've impressed mm-hmm. me for being a young team. They've they've taken punches. They've looked good. Clippers and uh, but both the Western Conference Series are early. Um, you know, the Suns' ability uh, in that first game, um, I, I don't know. They, they just had a stretch there where they just didn't miss shots for a, a while. And getting past the Lakers, I, I said very early on about the Suns as a team, It's a lot to ask them to win eight games, twelve games, sixteen games. Mm -hmm. But but being able to lean into Chris Paul there is that's a real real uh, that's that's quite an asset to be able to count on uh, the experience of of a Paul to be your pump your calm the nerves guy and then just let Booker cook uh, or whomever else Bridges is is I don't know if it's a star turn but. He's part of that. How about that 18 draft and how many yeah. dudes from that 18 draft are pitching in in big ways around, uh, around the NBA? That's actually a really interesting story, which mm-hmm. you could probably do. I don't know if Priscilla's done it yet, but I bet at some point he would. Like, Just go through the entire 18 class and say, look at the fingerprints of these guys on these teams. Are they the absolute superstars? In some cases, yes. But in other cases, it's just the guys that are the supporting cast, which are often the difference in how far you can go in the playoffs.
1: Yeah, uh, you mentioned Phoenix there. I just think watching that series, you really feel like Denver doesn't have the firepower to to compete with Phoenix. And Paul was incredible in that fourth quarter. You mentioned Bridges, you mentioned Booker. They just they just score so much more easily than than uh Denver does. And I understand Jokic does everything. And you know, I'm sure he's got a couple more tricks up his sleeve. But uh Maybe. Phoenix, I thought Phoenix coming back in that one where, where that was a losable game. In the second half, showed me a lot and what they're capable of.
0: But let's just, let's just acknowledge what Jokic, the MVP, won that award Tuesday, what they've done as a team. Mm-hmm. If we had an all bubble team last year, Jamal Murray was on it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. I said I thought that, that Booker could be prepared for the Jamal Murray leap, rises to another tier in the perception of people. Okay. Um, I've, Murray did that last year. They lost Murray, and they st- they're still here. You know, are they better? And no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not doing. I'm not doing that idiotic thing where you ask a question of losing a. Nuggets are better
1: without Murray. F-
0: not what anyone's saying. I'm no. saying they didn't. They didn't take a giant step back in his absence, which speaks mm-hmm. to. I think Michael Malone and and that group. I think the, look Porter. Don't forget that Porter was. Arguably the top recruit when he came out of high school, he's had back issues. Um, Don't forget Austin rivers was a five-star guy who's bounced around. And I I've been happy for him to get these moments where he's had opportunities. And he made some big time buckets against Houston that helped not Houston Portland. I beg your pardon to help them um, get past that first round series. But I'm just saying that, you know, if Denver were to lose in this round, um, they still does Jokic. Michael Malone, that team deserves a lot of credit for, for being able to at least stay in the mix uh, in, in the loaded West. So I, I think in all directions right now, playoff wise, we talked a little bit about the hockey. Finer will join us in a while to talk about a closeout game for the Islanders. It's just the, the postseason, the atmospheres, uh, all of it. It's just, it's such an incredibly welcome change from where we were a year ago.
1: Speaking of change. Hey, segue. There you go.
0: What do you, what do you make of this playoff talk, college football? It'll be, it'll end up being a dozen. I mean, really, I probably, as my guy Neil Everett always says, if some is good, more is better. And I mean, the, and this is probably boring for our listeners, but maybe not because people do seem to enjoy the media talk. I, I just want to know what happens. Right now, you have three playoff games, right? Two semifinals and, um, and, and the national title game. If we have 12, and there are buys for four, mm-hmm. then that means we have four games, four more games. Two, two, so what does that get us to? Eleven. We go from three games to eleven. Who gets those games? Like, how does that work out network wise? Um, you don't have you don't have a league here that's 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 making it a buffet, but you've got you've got conferences um, that can. Fig- I mean, look, I just have to figure out that there'll be some for everybody, and the fact that we're already in there. Gives us the best opportunity to figure out how to make it work for us. I hope. I think we've been a good partner for their for their product. No doubt. Um, but it. I just assume it'll be the most possible because I think what everyone in the sport recognizes is that it cannot just be Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State with the wild cards. Really, not a wild card. Oklahoma's been in it a lot. Then Oklahoma's right there. Then LSU, Georgia, Notre and Dame, then, and then Notre Dame. And at, so, like at some point, the Pac-12 has to get back in the mix. These, these Power Fives, the, the, the Cincinnati's of the world. Um, a few years back, it was UCF. Just the opportunity for... That's those, the word. That's those, the word. Opportunity. The, those teams, the only way we ever know anything for certain in sports is if your team and my team share the field, share the rink, uh, share the court, the, the diamond, whatever. That's the only way I know for sure. Now, I could say that it's my belief that if Alabama played Cincinnati last year, Cincinnati is losing, I don't know. Am I going to say 10 out of 10? No, I wouldn't say that. But would I say nine? <laughs> Probably. And, I, and that's not to be disrespectful to Cincinnati. I just don't no. think, I don't think, I don't think, I, I, I feel certain that bama wins more than they lose but that mean but the only way cincinnati can ever prove that they could compete is if they got the chance to compete the opportunity Correct. to compete yep. that's what has to happen in this yes. sport and also not for nothing um, the pac 12 needs a seat at the table i mean they they need the opportunity to get back in there and and compete and even though it increased 100% from two to four, there's still politicking that goes on. There's still subjectivity. There's still eye test. There's still all these bull variables that it need to be taken out of the equation. Just figure out a way, draw it up. I want home games. I think the first four, I think the teams that get by should get home games. I think that'd be awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, because here's what somebody would go into Tuscaloosa or Columbus or uh Norman, or wherever Death Valley, either Death Valley, Baton Rouge, or Clemson, somebody'd go in there and they'd beat them because mm-hmm. that's what happens in sports. Yeah. Things happen that you don't forecast. And, and then somebody else would go in and they'd get trucked. And everybody goes, see, well, okay. You've got to play the games. Thank you. And you that's, that's, plan. that's what's going to happen. Um, and, and my guess is that it'll happen sooner than later. I mean, there have been a lot of horrible things that came out of this last year. One of the best things that's come out of it is that, like, remember what Fuey told us about, about him and Huggins? Yeah. Few and Gonzaga, they were supposed to have a game against Baylor. They couldn't have it. And so he called Bob Huggins on the phone. They said they put the game together in the back of a cocktail napkin in five minutes. You know why? Because they just did it. Coastal Carolina and BYU. I mean, BYU, those boys loaded up the trucks and drove from Utah to the beach, man, to play a football game. It, you can change whatever you want. If you just decide you want to change it. And so I think what will happen is whatever the contracts say and however many years we're supposed to do it with four, I think that the opportunity to create a bigger uh, playoff will happen sooner than later. All right. So we agree on that. It sounds like um, I got a couple of questions
1: for you. Um, I'm looking out over your shoulder and I see this great looking you know, deal you got in a new house. And you got a nice setup you got a nice pool out there yep. and you've always seemed to be an ocean guy are you a pool guy now
0: uh i'm way more pool than ocean um okay. i like to i like to be at the ocean or as we would say in Maryland danny ocean <laughs> dan ocean city dan at boardwalk Danny purple me hon um i i don't i like water where I know where it's in it Ponds, okay. no thank you. Lakes? Absolutely not. Like aren't those spooky? You're not a lake guy. I'll go in a lake. I just I just constantly you know what I do? Cause I'm tall. I constantly pull my knees like up to my chest when I'm trying to tread water for fear that if my feet dangle down, some some critter is a little doing snapper turtle i don't know something man i don't like lakes or our creeks or any of that crap give me a pool where i know what the heck's in there
1: all I'm, right we got to get you to better lakes where you can see your feet that's what we got to do all
0: right if you take me to some crystal clear lake or something keep tahoe blue baby uh, well fine that sounds that's like a whole different deal lake yeah. havasu that things get oh, weird out there. Oh,
1: oh, oh you don't you don't want to know the havasu slurs. things get
0: weird things we're get gonna weird. have I-
1: we're gonna have Stu on and we can't we can't go where we wanna go with him and we can't go where I could tell Havasu story. So we'll no, just I'm a, keep I'm, Havasu. I,
0: more if, if more pool than than ocean and I'll go in the ocean and, okay. and that's fine. And it's but I I prefer being able to know what's in it. Okay. I have a question dealing with the kiddos now
1: that school is uh you know school's gonna be out. We got yep. time, more time yep. at the house. Yep. How do I teach my kids to clean up toys after
0: they're done playing them? If you find out that you it you could be a trillionaire. <laughs> this is da- This is we've reached the dad life portion of the pod. Oh my lord. How infuriating is it? Oh,
1: these pieces of this like these American American girl dolls? Yeah. They got more clothes than I do. I got a lot of clothes.
0: <laughs> Boots yeah. and shoes and, and socks. Yeah. Socks. What are we, yeah. And, and
1: and socks. I have so many socks in my house. Oh, it's God. unbelievable.
0: Do you, wait? Do any of them match? I'm talking about oh, for, oh, the, for the children. A, it, that's where I was just
1: going next. Okay. I'm the uh-huh. laundry guy. Yep. I have, I think we counted 21 unmatching socks the
0: other day after doing
1: laundry. Hey, but
0: have you taught them that if you have two socks of any color, then you have socks. Just put them on.
1: They, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They, 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 they've they've adopted that theory. I am seriously considering dryers eat socks, kids' socks.
0: Well, that welcome to life. That's that's pretty well a well known truism. Like, yeah, they get, they get eaten. Travis was shaking his head about not being able to wear mismatched socks.
2: They have to match. You can't wear different colored socks. You look like a a bum. Wear matching socks, especially sometimes
0: hey. if they have different fits. Hey, like hey. shut the f- up! <laughs> you don't have a kid. You have no idea. You have no comprehension, let alone three. Okay, we both have three. It's bedlam. You're just trying to get from lunch to dinner to bath to bed. You're talking about if the socks don't match? No one cares. I don't care if their shoes match. If they just have something on their feet and we can get out the door. Exactly. Then we're done. That's what it is. Then you get your kids walking around with rain boots when it's 90 degrees outside. And Charlie will do that. He'll put on boots. If he's in a mood, he'll put on some boots. <laughs> it is survive and advance in this life, bro. You don't know. You have no idea.
2: <laughs> Just tell your kids they can't play with the next toy until they pick up the previous toy.
1: Oh, yeah. Okay. Parent not advice a- from that, kid that- that's worked really well, Travis. Parent that- advice
0: from a kid that doesn't have kids. Exactly. <laughs> I tell you what. Why don't you – here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to – I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna fly you down here. All right, <laughs> and I'm gonna put you in charge. You get to. Uh, they would eat him he, for lunch. I would just, I would pay money just to see the expression on his face when he walked up from the basement, defeated. I'm gonna he's, be
2: like the grandma from Ricky Bobby comes in there and you know whips him straight.
0: You might, uh, you yeah. might. Or, or, he's or, or, he's or gonna. He's gonna put pull- Charlie might be. Bucked naked with a samurai sword and just back you into a corner Travis it's, would just be just like look,
1: LeBron and tap out with five minutes left and walk I'm out I don't even want
0: it treatment gotta get treatment okay <laughs> look just you just any socks are fine any shoes are fine any anything my daughter's right she's in here right now she's on rollerblades rolling around the kitchen we tried to stop her she won't will she pick them up when she's done do you pick up your rollerblades when you're done
3: uh, yeah, I
0: know you were talking about. <laughs> you, you're you're pretty good. You're not as bad. Who's who's the worst? Charlie or Sam? Probably Charlie. Probably Charlie is right. Definitely Charlie. Definitely Charlie. He's ungovernable. But God, he's so cute and he knows it. Um, what uh? Do you have more questions? Yeah, I do Are have I about one. this. Are they about uh,
1: parenting? No. Oh. It, it's it's about the golf. Oh, you know with the Lakers now out and the heat obviously getting swept, everybody's starting to have a little chatter about, you know, the, the, the championship in, in, in the NBA. That was won. The let the Dodgers winning a championship, you know, during a pandemic, what are guys on the tour saying about Bryson's only major win with no fans after seeing what happened last week?
0: You could say the same thing about Colin Murakawa, um, who won okay. at Harding, at Harding park. I mean, just to, um, just to be fair, um, mm-hmm. okay. To um, you know, to to to, to I mean, not having fans is a big deal. Uh, not having to deal with people chirping um, and it's, and and you bring up shampoo specifically because of what's happening with the whole Kepka Brooksy. Um, Brooksy thing. And look, DeChambeau did himself no favors the minute that he started kicking people out for calling him Brooksy, Well, then every dude that's out there. 16 white claws into his day uh, is just going to scream Brooksy or stone sober just because they yeah. want to kind of, they want to poke the bear. And DeChambeau, you know, kind of invites that with his whole demeanor. So, um, but you, you're not asking specific to that. Uh, I, no, I think I just, everyone I just, knows, everyone knows that the the presence of fans at a, at a, at a golf tournament is a gigantic difference it's the old azinger line everyone likes to be noticed not everyone's comfortable being watched I mm-hmm. love that line because it's the truth Yep. how comfortable how comfortable do you feel with 20,000 people watching you try to trying to hit a drive and find a fairway trying to hit an approach and trying to find a green trying to make a putt to be it to stay in it or to win it um, and I thought I, it was actually interesting you, you saw it last week Morikawa won a playoff at Muirfield last year where Justin Thomas made an absolute bomb on the 18th hole. There's no one there to cheer. If there'd have been 25,000 people cheering when Morikawa stepped up to try to make his putt, I guarantee it would have been harder, <laughs> but but no one was there. Yeah. And Morikawa made a bomb and, and then he won in a playoff. And then this year it was Cantlay and Morikawa in a playoff and they took turns making some big time shots, but I just, and in the end, um, Morikawa wasn't able to make one last putt and, and can't lay one. So I, I just I, – I think that that, that, that sport makes – ramps up the nerves more, whereas in other sports, they, the crowd ramps up adrenaline. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? Yes, like, absolutely. For instance, the, the, the college playoffs we talked about, the NBA, the NH, for sure the Stanley Cup playoffs, atmospheres we talked about, Vegas, Long Island – they ramp up adrenaline and excitement. Fans and golf majors absolutely ratchet up the pressure and make you feel more profoundly whatever the things are that you're feeling. So you win at Wingfoot. Nobody's going to try to minimize the fact that you won at Wingfoot. DeChambo won it. Um, and and um, DJ won Augusta. Shot, you, Look, you shoot 20. There you win. And Morikawa hit one of the all-time great shots to win at um, to win at uh, Harding, Harding Park, Park in the P- in the PGA last August, but having fans, as we saw in uh, at Kiowa, I mean, it made a huge <laughs> difference. And it'll be it'll be a big time scene out in uh Tory in Torrey uh, in a couple of weeks for the uh, for the U.S. Open uh, out there at, uh, at Torrey Pines. So uh, it's interesting. That's an interesting thought, though.
1: All right, one last one, very important here. Yep, I'm ready. Okay, when I say American cheese. What color is American cheese? Orange. No. No. No way. No way. What color is cheddar cheese? Orange. Okay. Okay.
0: American cheese is white. What? Okay. That's a fascinating question. Hold on. This is important. I'm gonna put I'm gonna put an expert on. All right. Mm -hmm. Lila, what color is American cheese?
3: White. Yeah!
0: Lila, Lila just sold me out. <laughs> white American cheese, cheese is, is white. white. Yes. In our house, it's definitely white. Yes. Okay, let me, let me say it. Let me say it. Okay, when I think of a grilled cheese sandwich... Yep. With American cheese slices, I think orange. I think orange cheese oozing out the sides. In our house, absolutely, the American cheese we have is white. Yes. Um, and my daughter just said, "It's." My daughter just said white because because I let's be honest here, doesn't orange American cheese seem a little bit less sophisticated? <laughs> I'm looking for a word that's not <laughs> offensive, right? Is that, isn't that what it is? Yeah. Somehow the white American cheese feels like it's the good American cheese and the orange American cheese is sort of like what you'd serve. What are the slices, the individual slices eat when you're um, – The craft singles. singles. Yeah, but there
1: was another word I thought hold for craft. Singles. Hold on a second. Um, I'm
0: going to the fridge right now. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'll go in my fridge.
0: Notice the dog hopped up the second he heard the crinkle of the wrapper. There they are. Oh. Craft American White American. There you go. Well, I, yeah. and my da- That's why my daughter said it, because that's what we have. We have this color cheese in our house. Now, when you get a sandwich uh-huh. at a deli, uh-huh. what cheese do you get? Provolone.
1: Yeah. Always. What do you get? Either... American or I'll, maybe I'll go cheddar sometimes. Provolone or
2: pepper jack.
0: What? 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 what, what wait, 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 wait! Why are you shaking your head dismissively at provolone? What's What's wrong with that? Gross. What do you mean? Smell, it's gross. Smells. It does smell. It's, it's useless. Smells. it can be
3: white,
0: yellow, or orange. Right. It could be yellow. It could be white. It's yellow. It's white. You answered it right, Lila. Don't have to confirm said, your answer. Uncle Steve says you answered it right, Lila. Um. What, but provolone's not gross. Provolone is it like it's, it airs it smells. It's just, you're so particular about it food. Smells. It does kind of have a yeah, footy, it, it does smells. have a footy kind of an aroma. <laughs> I, I, it doesn't smell worse than Parmesan cheese. though. Parmesan cheese is disgusting. The things you hate. Well, all right, you have to eat something: Parmesan oh. cheese or mustard. What do you eat? One. Oh you have, God! Mustard, you have to put on on a sandwich. You have to put. It's well, actually, Parmesan cheese on. A sandwich. I think I have to have to go Parmesan cheese. You can't do mustard. Mm-mm. Can't do it. Wow. Well, we were talking about atmospheres. Does this where we go to finer? <laughs> Absolutely. Buckle up, people. And this is going to have to be really very. Travis
1: is you know, big mouth in Ohio is uh, going to earn his. Money. I'm earning my yeah, keep today.
0: One. Yeah, yeah. Mister Mister. Any you can't wear different color socks is going to get paid back. <laughs> by trying to edit out all this nonsense from a legend of the game, Stu Finer. Steve, you understand that this is a significant moment in the show. Um, Right. When you can can welcome in someone from whom you've just outright stolen. All right, we have a segment on our show and we have since back in the day on the radio called Winners. Mm -hmm. You know why it's called Winners. I do. I know why it's called Winners. But this morning we got to share with Stu Finer why it's called Winners. And that's because back on the Sports Advisors, Stu, who we welcome into the show, would say, and I'm going to do a bad Stu Finer Winners, 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 winners. And
3: I just thought. Winners, winners, winners,
0: winners, winners. There you go. That was it. And uh, I don't have. I didn't do espresso shots, a double. Uh, I don't get fired up from the. I just. I'm just trying to give people some winners on the radio. And it was all kind of a goof, but it was an homage. And Stu, we welcome you in. You have lived thank many you. different lives. I want to talk about, I want to talk a little bit about all
3: of them, but thank you for taking the time. Oh, awesome. It's amazing. Uh, it's an honor. I, you know, I love being a living legend and it's hard, but now at least you've helped me. Pressure's off my shoulders now. I think people I can just tell people uh I'm there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I need to know first off, how's the mulch situation? How's the mulch? Um the mulch is has been put down. It was put down over a two-day period. Looks breathtaking on my 2.58 palatial estate. Yep. And mulch is here! People think love about, that, you know? They do, but the thing about mulch, yes.
0: mulch is great for a day. Like, it, it has a really robust color. And then, like, I find, and I say this as I look out at my palatial estate, and we have not been mulched. I'm way late on the mulch. But I always feel like mulch is diminishing returns. But maybe I got the wrong mulch guy. Maybe I just because yeah, you guys you guys brought yeah, dump well, trucks don't, of mulch.
3: I don't want to embarrass you on your own show. You get raw. My mulch looks breathtaking. Put down in April looks phenomenal in October. Still, still every day I go I go with the cocoa mulch. So it's like a little brown, but it's cocoa yeah.
0: and it's breathtaking. How do your neighbors feel about you? Um.
3: Well, when I bought this house in 1990. Okay, I worked here as a landscaper in seventh grade. We got caught swimming in their pool in sixth grade and we hopped we the fence right in their pool. They have a 20 by 60 in the ground pool and they hire us to work for them. Work here as a landscape of what 7.8 acres in 1990. So my neighbor, I sold him a 1.8 acre side field that I graduated from the high school with his wife. So we know each other. The other neighbors, uh, they, with well, the house band at the Boardy Barn and the name of their band is the Mead Brothers Band. They're breathtaking. So they're party animals. They love everything. And they have children the same ages as my kids. I have a 32, 30, 26, 22, all boys. My 22 just turned 22 June 3rd. He's with my 30 year old that runs the business with me. It's just me and Alex. Um, they're playing poker for three weeks.
0: Your are your boys. You have four boys. Are they animals? Are they just? Are they just like? uh my, co-
3: listen, I. So the seven point eight acres sold one point eight acres side field held on to two point five acres. The back three point two acres was zoned for seventy by hundred units. Built eleven houses named after my oldest boy Sean Michael Fort. So named an eleven, how uh, little development after him. Okay, he became valedictorian. 1580 SATs, 2280, the new way, goes to Brown, then uh, masters Buffalo, teaches at Buffalo while he's getting his PhD, uh, chemical engineering, economics. He teaches video gaming, and this is his curriculum, video gaming, how it demeans women and affects society. So he's deep. Second kid was a little more of a partier, but runs my business, runs all my social media. He's brilliant. You know, like 1400 SATs. Third kid was a football star. And uh, my youngest was a lacrosse star. So they're very, you know, well rounded. My, I, listen, I took my wife to the prom, Scott. She's going to be 60 tomorrow. I've been with her since she's 16. Bless 11th grade prom, 12th grade senior banquet, get married 10 years and a day later. We spoke, we, you know, we talked before we were even ready to get married. We wanted five sons, all sons, you know, it sounds easier. It is easier, right? You know, <laughs> I think it is tremendously, you know, but I know only sons. And then and, and, uh, we roll from there. So the kids are their mothers. We want to talk a little bit about this watch party live stream.
1: That's really gone to a new level since Frankie invited
3: you. Thank you. I um, You know something? It is really the core of Barstool Sports and Barstool Sportsbook, what they've done. They've always done this. Dave always wanted to film his cast of characters his performers and their reaction in live time in real time what they just saw you know no bull no making it up people say you know they're actors of course you know that's that's their business but in other words so this live stream now is really you know he's been doing it forever he's brilliant you know porto is brilliant nobody's smarter you know I'll give him a hard time he's the smartest guy in the room sharpest guy in the room on every level all the time I'm the coolest. You know what I mean? You know, no one's cooler than Hampton. He's James Bond cool. You know what I mean? Like, that's the type of guy he is. But the live stream is so strong because, first of all, it's the Islanders. We have history. We have a hot goalie. We could win the Stanley Cup. Doesn't matter. These teams are better. Boston's better. It doesn't even matter. Tampa's better. Colorado's better. Vegas. Doesn't matter. We have a hot goalie. We win the cup. So there's a lot of energy. three people that are on the panel that's from Boston. Obviously, most of their fans are Bruins. They come from Massachusetts. You know, they, you know, that's the hottest state in the country to be in for winners. You know, whether it's baseball, football, basketball, hockey. You know, I mean, no one wins more than them. So uh, it's so funny battling with them because they really want to win these Bruins fans. And from an island of slant, you know, I, I I never, you know, Bruins are losing six. They're going to lose tonight. They weren't supposed to win. Yeah, they're better. Doesn't matter. It's not hockey. We have two of the top 10 goalies in hockey on the same team. That's impossible. Never happens. Like never. Plus, you know, if we had Lee, our sharpshooter, our top scorer, you know, like somebody a little below Marshawn, you know, like that type of level that he can score and he can create his own shot and score. Then, you know, we would have won in five, you know, we would have beat Pittsburgh in five. So, and the live stream, just battling with them and the fans love the live stream. So tonight we're doing it at the Coliseum. They bought tickets. We're going to the game and then they're going to put cameras in front of them to film us, you know?
0: Oh my god, so wait, this oh is my a good, god, it's not at Borelli's, it's in the, you're actually no, in the it's building.
3: Not the the <laughs> We're closing it up tonight, game six. I'm so juiced up. No, so you're
0: you, not. <laughs> when you walk into the joint and, and they like literally, and this is what this is what's fascinating because I know you from a past life, which you know you continue in that space, and you but but it this has I, I'm I'm sincerely interested to do and and how this younger demo has has embraced you entirely into their world and I don't know if you're the 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 uncle the cool brother whatever your role is when you walk in it's like dropping a match in gasoline.
3: Listen, I go to a mid game security has to stop people from taking pictures. It's like a dream come true. I go to a Seven Eleven. I'm doing a couple of snaps. Like it's it you know like it couldn't happen. Just someone who doesn't want it and love it more. You know what I mean? Like, I I will do this forever. I'll sign autographs until I have a heart attack on the street and die. You know, like, I, nobody asks my autographs. No, they want a snap. They want a picture. They love that stuff. And, you know, I've incorporated into my business too where we do phenomenal doing shout outs. Like, cameos all over me every day. I get a baggy me, Stu, come to cameo. Like, I don't need them. Like, I, you know, what do I need them for? You know, it, people just come. I do the diving shout outs. Look, I'm wearing a shirt people love it but um it's amazing scott it's like it's like i'm royalty it's no it's crazy not only do i get respect but they stand up and scream like everybody i can't get enough of it i love it i, I you're, love it
1: if you were going to compare the adrenaline to something maybe back in the day you were doing what would you compare the adrenaline you feel like when you're walking in
3: i guess it well i guess it would be When the Raiders beat the Washington Redskins in the Uh Super Bowl, they were a four-point underdog, and that was 1984. That was a really important game for me. A lot of professional gamblers, a lot of money people trusted me because I had a great run, and and they just killed them. I mean, they destroyed it. It was like 38-9, and it went under 37-and-a-half, too which was bananas. So, like, that type of energy. Like,
0: I feel like gone. We're, we're bouncing around here, though, because I want to get back to the stream, and I want to get back to Borelli. I think he might make me, like, I'm a Caps fan. Caps lost to the Bruins. I don't love the Bruins, okay? I think Borelli might make me a Bruins fan. Because I, if I were, if, if that guy stood up and screamed in my face, Steve and I have talked about this, one of us would punch him. Oh, Frank, the son. Yeah. Borelli. Yeah, Frankie. Yeah. Well, Little the Frankie. It's, uh, oh, great. Right. Right, and and, and his let me. Father's and here's on the, the stream too. Here's the thing. I met him at the PGA, and we have crossed paths before. And he's he couldn't be a more lovely kid. Like he's, you know. And then the Islanders play, and he
3: becomes an absolute maniac. <laughs> like, what's with Islander fans? You guys are a different breed. Well, remember, he works for a company that's predominantly eighty percent Boston Bruin fans.
0: I get that. So he gets
3: pissed on on a daily basis.
0: They just kill him. It's a lot of pent up angst. I I get that, but you know what I mean. Get, he
3: gets abused. He's a, he's like you know he's wounded. If he went to human resources, he could sue Boswell. You know what I mean? Like it's like that type of thing. So if, when you're saying how can this soft, beautiful man just crap, That's out.
1: If Borelli and Grinelli fought, who would you pick?
3: Oh, Frank, I me, oh, yeah. I I think little Frankie would kill him. Okay, Grinelli looks to me like he's. Very soft spoken, like super smart, super, like super nice. That's he's the fighting is not what he does unless he knows MMA. And I don't know this. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> he would have to know some special skill. You okay. have to be like the Green Hornet type. <laughs> like no one knows what been practicing his whole life. You know, he is actually, he, is he has actually fast hands. Think about yeah, yeah, it. He has he, great yeah. reflexes, fast great hands. You know what I'm saying? And whatever. He's been a cameraman. My, my angle to Scotty is he's a cameraman doesn't want to be looked at as, hey, jerk off, you're a cameraman. So now this is his time, and it might be you know, a little too rambunctious.
0: Well, but no, not to I, hate I, him.
3: Can't hate him. Come on. Oh, his I don't father, hate him. I don't hate him. His father served pizza to, you know, hospitals and firemen, you know. So he gets a pass on that. This is his time to shine. You can't want to beat him. I don't want any of that. I don't want to, I don't, I don't want to fight well, you him. you said I, you wanted to punch him. I, I you, said you what literally I want. On camera, you said you're committing a felony. I said what I watched. Said, you're gonna <laughs> <laughs> you punch somebody, buddy. Tough guy. I'm not a tough guy. I said I that well, his his
0: the his level of of rage as a well, Islander fan. The ba-
3: there is a backstory. If you were in his shoes, you'd be the same way.
0: Now I know. Now yeah. I know because yeah. it is it is the it is being in the middle oh, of all abusive. those Bruins, Oh, they kill him. Now they're game away, and you guys are gonna close it out tonight.
3: Oh yeah. Big time. Absolutely. And my son, I just bought tickets to him for the for tomorrow night's game in Vegas. They, they can close it out too. So my son, Alex and, jo- and John, are going to be at the game in, in, in Las Vegas.
0: What's the most you ever lost in a casino?
3: Um, I lost three $100,000 markers in less than two hours. Where? Trump Taj Mahal. Trump Plaza. From Castle,
0: what game? Blackjack, um, or a little bit of everything. Dice. Uh, you're a dice Oof. guy. Dice. I never mess with dice. I never. I don't understand them. I just give, deal. Deal me two cards. Oh, I, it, yeah.
3: I think it's the 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 most amazing game. Listen, once I had a fifty thousand dollar marker, and we were broke, and payroll was like eighteen thousand a week. Seven consecutive times, I took the marker out. And I, I rolled it into 128 grand. The eighth trip, I lost the whole 50 and we were done. I made 128 minus 50. So I made like 78. And I was able to pay my payroll. It took a little plane from Republic Airport. Nobody knew but me and my sister-in-law. Like if I died, it would only be me and my sister You know. And uh, so rolling dice. Dice, very quickly, you don't need to be in control to roll the dice. But if you catch someone that is hot, you can make money. Inherently, what you're supposed to do is bet against the roller, but then the whole table hates you. Yeah. But if you do that, that's guaranteed money. But people <laughs> don't, but but it's no fun. It's pure business, no fun. So mm-hmm. why gamble if you're not gonna have fun? You're gonna lose money eventually anyway, so you might as well have fun. You have to have fun. Losing money and not having fun, you stop gambling. You know what I mean? That's about it.
1: What's the worst NFL beat?
3: Oh, it's not even close. There's never been an NFL beat this bad. I don't care what people tell me forever. No, everyone, okay? Russell Wilson's interception. Oh, there's never been a worse beat. I don't care how other things could have happened. There's nothing worse than that. They're winning the Super Bowl. They're handing the ball once or maybe twice to Lynch, and it's over. You, Brady, you, Belichick, he Carroll, rise into the sunset. That was the worst beat ever. I still have chills right now. I could pass out thinking about that. That was that was so much money. That was so much money. Oh, my God. Oh, I had so many big customers. I had million dollar customers that bet like, you know, they were betting 20,000 on every game the whole year. They bet a quarter of a million on that. I destroyed them. Oh, horrible. Worst beat times anything. But you
0: didn't. The good news is you didn't pull a Steve Mahalik.
3: No, 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 no. Now, do you know Steve Mahal? Do you know do you know anything about him? Do you, did you ever hear yeah, him? Yeah, I know,
0: I know that I know that on the on the show with Port oh, and Big Cat. That, no. <laughs> no, I know nothing about it. I oh just know my that you God. went through this whole thing and you get to the end and you go and Big Cat said, we should have him on. You go, he's dead, he shot himself, he killed himself. Which is oh. the funniest three seconds of any media anywhere of the year. Cause you just very <laughs> you very casually threw it away. No, I know he was some bodybuilder guy, but he's oh. now he's dead. He shot himself, he killed himself.
3: Uh, so crazy. When I built the eleven houses in his, in my backyard, his ex wife's house bordered it, and because I was making a retaining wall, when it rained, water went in there. First time I met him, he was coming at me to like grab me and explain he doesn't want his, a phone call from his wife ever again on the subject. And then, like, he I he was scared. I'm like, Steve, Steve, don't you remember me? I worked for you in 1978. I used to stock juices and clean up all the syringes on. the Floor of your bill of your office. It's like, and this 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 is what he says. He says to me, Oh my god, I was a <laughs> then are we okay? I'm like, Yeah, of course you're okay. Him and his friends, all of them, uh Lou ferrigno Arnie, in this gym in Farmingdale, steroid out of their minds, like getting in fights with people. They like you weren't allowed to talk to them when they benched and they were just right in the bathroom shooting. It was crazy, but they were the best bodybuilders in the world. I, he was Mr. America, Mr. Universe. And I worked for him. So anyway, so I was, so I, so then I hired him as my trainer. And then I got in like insane shape. I was able to run, you know, 10 miles, it was seven minute miles, 70 minutes. Like it was a joke and still do, you know, 300 reps with 25 pound dumbbells. He was aerobic. Energy weights. He wanted you to take 25 pound dumbbells, do them as many times 11 to 15 different exercises. So that was Steve Mahalik. What a great guy. We, we became friends. Then he became a Scientologist. He was super smart. That's why I say, New All Religions. I made his shirt, New All Religions, because that's what I said about him at the end. He said, Rest in peace, Steve Mihaly. And then I went, Yes, great guy knew all religions people thought that was funny but he traveled the world and he met like the damalala whatever it is yeah and he met all these people, guy. whatever his name is he met he met all these people and uh he was very smart and taught me a lot of things uh
0: <laughs> listen have fun tonight uh continue to pick winners all right do you want me I, to do
3: anything else no i all i wanted to do have was fun just- We just Own the building,
0: Stu. Own the building.
3: It's an honor. I love you guys. Thank you so much. You're so nice to me. So respectful. It means the world. really does. You know what I mean? You're a
0: legend. First 20
3: years of my life, I trashed my credibility, Sue. By you loving me, it gives it back to me, so thank you. (laughs) You're
0: you're a legend in the game. Keep doing what you're doing. Keep keep spreading sunshine, kid. Be good, all right?
3: I love you. I love you. Thank you.
0: Out of all of those things, the the one thing I want to follow on, Steve, is dice games. Yeah, Back in my Vegas days, I, I'd never played the dice, but I used to do nothing more fun than a hot craps table. And I, I would just stand in the back and scream, dollar yo. <laughs> um, just scream, dollar yo. Oh. Over, over and over and over. But the, we talk about energy in a building and the energy of a crowd. The energy of a hot craps table when someone has the dice and just is on a roll is unmatched in the natural world assess agree um i've been fortunate um
1: shout out to our boy Kenny Maine i've been able, fortunate to throw craps with Kenny Maine it didn't go well it got quite expensive but i had a great time see there was, you go it was so much fun the middle of cosmo everybody around like it was tremendous and then the next morning i'm like whoa that was a little pricier
0: than uh
1: than i thought it was but man we had a good time
0: <laughs> well i mean like like listen like stu said i don't even know if it's gonna make it or not when it comes to gambling uh he's it's it's don't don't bet money you don't have exactly i've um, always it, tried it, to say that entertainment tax it's whether it's throwing dice whether it's whipping together a three-team teaser avoid the avoid the exotics kids those are tough <laughs> those are tough tough to survive in uh, it's it's just the entertainment tax. If you can wake up a day after you get wrecked at the table and say, ah, "But it was fun," but not everybody gets to throw dice with Kenny May. You know, hold on. How many pieces of cheese are we giving Lila? I'm only having one. Oh, you're know. eating one. All right. <laughs> the, the cheese is now out. Otis is eating cheese. Lila, parenting's eating going cheese. on over there. There we go. No one's got socks on that match in our house. Do we have any? Do you have anything you hate this week?
1: no no I'm good let's feel good I feel good
0: shout to Alex Toussaint that look good that feel good and to always do better We're gonna try to get him on for the summertime all right I've been riding bro good I switched it up though what was that lady's name Tunde mean as a snake I told you on on SportsCenter oh my word she wants you to ramp it up to 60 something and go intervals I don't have that gear in my bag I will say this about the the women of
1: Peloton uh-huh. will take you for a ride that you, you, you they, because they just smile at you. They just smile. At least Alex and the guys, the fellas, they're into it. They're huffing and puffing. Allie Love, Emma Love, what like those girls, they just, Hannah Frankson, they just laugh at you and they're just sitting there going and going. All right. And crush raise it up to 60, raise crush it up to 70. No. And they just laugh at you it's it's they i'm telling you be care be wary of those ladies because they will get you uh, but shout out to peloton everybody yeah, treadmills awesome
0: just, yeah we're just trying to trying to get in shape you get old you just you're like oh, you're just you're just trying to trying to stay in the game you gotta wow. stretch
1: you gotta stretch
0: that's very important see i don't i don't do my, i gotta i gotta build time in a, for the recovery but you right. know what it is you, you got you give yourself 30 minutes and you're like i don't have time for exactly
1: that. just have charlie run on your back i'll stretch your back out
0: good the boys, by the way, they're going to be home from school here shortly. Right. We got to wrap it up before they well, go. Well, school's out for summer. The, the Van Pelt House hey, now. is now officially open for summertime business. And that means – Pool guy. Pool guy, pelt. I, I need so much help. <laughs> I need so much help right I'm now. I'm
1: with you, man. You too. I'm with and you. Travis it's is up there time. going,
2: you, you just – you got to wear the same color socks. <laughs> I'll book a flight and I'll come down there and I'll, I'll get you.
0: Yeah, you see go. if you can find see if you can find the orange sock with the green dragon on it. Uh, find a match for that. I bet you don't. I bet you put a pink sock on a kid's foot. You don't care. I don't care. No. Nope. If you have two socks, you have socks. Yeah, that's you want to go r- play outside? Get two socks. Two socks. That's the rule. Not one sock, two. <laughs> that's the end of the podcast. <laughs> Bye.